we were three down with three to play and one on the second playoff hole. Yeah, there you go. Damn, that's that's what's up, dude. It was a good grinding. Little little staff member tournament there at South Fork Country Club in Amagansett, New York. South Fork Country Club. Nine hole matches don't take forever. It's you know an hour and forty five minutes. It's great play. Maybe a new event to PGA Tour coming soon. Yeah, I think as a consumer, you want to see brief. You know, your cap guy, he only wants to play like 14 holes. I think he said something like that yeah. before. Everyone, Let's just play 14 whole, and get drunk. Yeah, this whole co- culture great. just wants to condense it. Quote Pat Perez. Pat Perez. <laughs> yeah. Shoots a 79 <laughs> and wins 750. Love it. Welcome to Good Lions Golf. I'm Ryan Sherman, and I got the new Rogue Max driver this week. Played it at Sag Harbor Golf Club. Didn't do too well, but I'm getting used to it. Across the way, we got Zach Grossman. Won a quarterfinal of a nine-hole match today at South Fork Country Club. Riding the high. And then we got Brendan Lawson, who went to Michigan this weekend and went to a lawn, found a stick, swung it a bunch, basically took ten strokes off his game. Guys going to a time machine right now. And we're the guys from Good Lions Golf. Cheers. Yeah, Pat Perez, man. Did you see him in his, I guess, post-game interview? He's got his dollar bill shirt on. He's throwing the money in our faces. Dude. Talking about money bags. He had two giant bags of money right in front of him. You saw that, too? Yeah, I saw that. Sitting right to his right, huh? Hey, good for him, though. Hey, I will say, I appreciate that he just came out and blatantly just said his reasons for going over to the LIV tour, though. Like, he's not shying away from it. He basically said, look, I've been on the road playing golf as long as Matt Wolf's been alive. I'm doing it for the money. You know what I mean? I've, 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 I've run my course long Savage. enough, and now it's time to play a little less golf, make a little more money. I'm okay with that. I get that reasoning. It's, it's these other guys that just aren't, you know, being up forward with the reasoning behind their decisions. True. I, that's, yeah. that's well said, too. I, so you think there's more of a, for you, it's more of like a, hey, just be honest about it thing as opposed to the reasoning of, oh, all LIV is this or that. Yeah, I mean, like, we we all get the frustrations that everyone has as far as, like, where that money's coming from that they're being paid, but you're not really hearing any real reasoning from a lot of these players. They're shying away from answering those questions. And a lot of these guys, too, you know, I, I think it's just been, let me say this thing, and then a few weeks later, let me change my mind. So, right. like I said with Pat Perez, you know, at least he just came came up front, just said, I've, I've been grinding for 15, 20 years, whatever it may be. I just want to play less golf, and I want to make more money, and that's where I'm at. And well, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Well, Zach had, I think, a good take after this week, right? Tell us, Zach. You said you were watching a little LIV golf. What happened? Yeah. What happened to you so, this week? Where the money's coming from is really important, and we're living in a culture where political correctness is huge. Right. So, you know, you're, a lot of people are going to crush that, 
But if you just look at it from the perspective of a consumer and you have golf being shown, displayed one way, and you, there hasn't ever been really a comparison. You have the DP world tour, which is the European tour, right? But live is a totally different layout, you know, and it's it's presented to you so much more quickly and you know, everything's brief. It's a shotgun. It's only three days. So it ends on a Saturday. They're fitting more in. You said it's more presentable, right? Like it's just so much more like viewable. Yeah. It's cool to be rooting for a team. It brings the team aspect of golf back to the tournament. That Ryder Cup feel or that. Yeah. You don't get much of that. Golf is so individual on the PGA Tour. So it's nice to be rooting for a team and you get a guy like Pat Perez who shoot 79 and win 750 it's it's so interesting it creates such so much more complex headlines yeah it really does it creates a few different headlines on each story there's four different what four golfers to a team right or yeah, yeah. four golfers to a team and it's a little hokey i think with all the names and like and four aces yeah dustin johnson you know at I don't know. <laughs> that part of it is a little goofy. Right. But it, it's just cool a rebrand to... whenever they get a new marketing guy, apparently. Yeah. And it fluctuates so much more than the individual scoring. Like Dustin's jo- <laughs> Dustin Johnson's team won by six, seven shots. I, I want to say, though, Zach made a bold statement. He said when the LIV golf is on at the same time as the PGA Tour, he's not watching the PGA Tour. Yeah. So if with the John Deere in terms of the presentation, oh okay, to clarify, I thought, with I the John Deere with the this, smaller tournaments, yeah. So you're saying that you found it more engaging than the John Deere. So let me ask you this: with this week being the the Scottish Open, it's a little bit of a bigger tournament than the John Deere. Let's say a live tournament was going on at the same time as the Scottish Open. Would you still feel that same way? It not being a major, no, but it is a big as tournament. long as as long as the field is really stacked in the PGA Tour event, I'm definitely going to watch. I'll watch the tour because you got to watch the best players. But the live, okay. the drone footage, the whole experience of it is so so different, and it's controversial. It's, it's exciting. It's very um, engaging. Very engaging. You have the camera is right up on these guys. They have the the Portland crowd going nuts. People, they, someone yells Paulina it, right after Dustin Johnson hits his putt on the 18th hole. <laughs> and then and then over Brandon Grace's putt, right after Brandon Grace got over, you know, he got ready to hit his putt, that someone yelled out that you can still four putt and DJ don't give up, you know, something like that. <laughs> so you can just be ruthless. Yeah, these guys, it was so much more of like a a raw presentation, a waste management. Yeah. And the camera's right up on these guys. And like, you can see they're sweating. They're getting told to move back. Like you're the cameras in, in their face for (laughs) Brandon Grace is sweating over a tee shot. And at the end of that, they were way behind everyone else. They finished much later, maybe 30 minutes later. Yeah. So they were getting told like, keep your pace up. Like you got to keep moving. And the camera's right up in their face. It shows more it, pressure. Yeah. Like it's it's different. You can see all that. In the PGA, they don't show all that. They show yeah. this more like perfect 
picturesque picture of golf of like, oh, he's lining up for the next shot. Like they don't show that sweaty moment in between where they're eating granola bars and like struggling to yeah. There's get very it together. very little downtime in the live tour presentation, at least in Portland. I think it's definitely it's a unique situation because I think this is the first time we're really seeing a a sport have an opposing league that actually does compete directly with the existing league. Like you have the USL, you have the XFL in football, but those are typically in different seasons. They're not pulling the same players from the NFL. It's not the same level of competitiveness. Uh, But here, I mean, they're starting to kind of siphon off some players. Yes, a lot of them are either younger at the early end of their career or the later end of their career. We'll see how that turns out, especially after the Open. I think some guys maybe are waiting for that last major to be done before they make that move. Might even be the same case with, you know, the FedEx playoffs. Maybe there's some guys that end up going over um, once that's that's com- uh, completed mm, that's as well. But to your point, though, with the way the camera angles and the drone footage and the way that they're getting up into these guys and you're seeing a little bit more than you do typically when you're watching some of these PGA events, I'm interested interested to see if the PGA starts pulling some of that over into next year into their coverage once they see their viewership going up with the the LIV tour and and kind of what you're saying you know you found it more interesting so I'm interested to see if they uh, kind of start siphoning off some of those ideas and and bring those over yeah, to PGA yeah, Tour. Yeah, yeah, they're they're copying just like they are with the DP World Tour coming together with them and doing the partnership. I think now you're going to see a lot of monkey see monkey do, just like with like TikTok oh, and Instagram. Interesting. That's you're going to see. That's it. a great point. If it's successful, they're going to just start copying yep. whatever they do, but not change the format because yep. that's where their integrity lies. That's where the the root of it lies, right? The root of yeah, the counter legacy is the legacy. And, we got to talk about the legacy and with shots the and you got to have the strokes and you got to have this and you got to play all these aspects of your game to do well. And that that's where it differentiates between, between those two styles. And, and that's what we're talking about is yes, we can make the LIV interesting and fun and awesome, but is it ever going to have the prestige of winning a major or a, or a PGA tour event? I, I don't think so. I don't think it's ever going to have that, like that touch. I, I don't know if it's ever going to have that. Like, I don't, like you said, it's more yeah, fun it, to watch, but does anybody give a shit if the Fireballs won the P- LIV Portland golf? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, by, and by the way, those those team names and the logos, man, it looks like it was like a create your own team in Madden. Like, we got <laughs> they just the, let the, the drunk the, the fan base just like and the don- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the donkey kickers and the flamethrowers. Like, it's just, uh, they definitely need to go through rebranding. But as much as there's been flack about it, the controversy surrounding it, I don't know if it's going to be going anywhere. And the prestige, to your point, Sherm, it's not there. But if this stays around, you know, maybe 20, 30 years from now, maybe there would be prestige uh, because there would be those records and those those tournaments and, um, you know, careers that people can look back on. But yeah, I mean, as of now, well, why the wouldn't they want off it? The PGA Tour. They right. could want off it, though, too. They could have little, like, maybe four times a year they do a stroke play instead of the team event. Like, the opposite of Ryder Cup and whatever we do for the PGA. They might do the opposite, where a couple times a year they do a stroke play event. I don't know. And that's their major, quote, unquote. I don't know. There's a couple yeah. things. It, it's going to get interesting. Yeah. We know that. But yep. aside from all this talk, we have business for the PGA. Yes. The Genesis Scottish Open, which is one of the best tournaments of the year. It's a stacked field, incredible Great. golf club, 
right? The Renaissance Club. It's it's the 50th anniversary too this year, so it's even more important. North Berwick, Scotland. It's a par 71, 7,303 yards. So it's a it's a tough one. And the course is designed by Tom Doak. Yeah, so Tom Doak is one of the modern architects of our time. You have Gil Hance is another one. These these two guys are are two with Core Crenshaw. They're the one who have designed all of these more modern courses. Mm. And then they have all of the people that they looked up to and thought were the masters of, of golf courses back in the day. You had Rainer McKenzie, Doak idolized McKenzie. Right. So close to us in Southampton, you have Sabonic. Doak was in partnership with Jack Nicholas and it's on a great piece of property. And he's also bounced over and he's done the renovation at Bel Air, which is really controversial out right. in LA. Right. Took all these modern architects are taking the trees down everywhere. They just want everything to be linked. <laughs> right, right. And that speaks a test to, to, I guess, what he's doing here or what he's done here at the Renaissance. And I think, like you said, the greens will be different, obviously, between yeah, these North greens, American and... These greens you have to protect from the wind. So if, the green, if you roll the greens at a 12 and it blows 35, they're going to be unputtable. Because the and especially if they're pitched greens, because right. the ball will not sit still on the when the wind's blowing and you have an exposed green, you know, up right. on a hill. Right. Which is going to be a difference maker, and that's like we were saying, and and what we were talking about too is it really is a tribute to Scottish golf by an American who loves the game. That's what we were talking about. I mean, he loves the short grass, challenging slopes, firm greens. Those are all kind of true link style components. And like you were saying, he did idolize. He wrote a book on Alistair McKenzie. He, yeah, for sure. I, I know he also was like a Pete Dye protege. So I, I know yes. he pulls in a lot of Pete Dye architect or excuse me, architecture into a lot of his uh, designs. One thing I found unique was he actually, the majority of his course designs are for like resort style play. And this is one of the few that he actually designed specifically for PGA and like major tournament play. Mm. And what's pretty cool is he actually, after college, so he went to Cornell, he went overseas and he, he lived in Scotland for a year and kind of grew accustomed to just the way of life there and the way they, they treat golf and how golf is a way of life. And that was one thing that he kept saying. It, it truly is a way of life. The pace is just completely different than what we know it here in America and there it's something that you just go do in an afternoon and you walk the course with your dog and you kind of, it's just kind of something you do to be outside and, and just enjoy life in general. So just with that thought, I think we're going to have a really cool feel this week in, in this tournament. It's going to be something completely different that we really haven't seen this year, maybe other than the U S open had a little bit of that link style play, but there's going to be, a lot of undulation throughout the fairways, a lot of undulation throughout the greens. You're going to have to be super accurate. You're going to have to have to really be on your putting game. You know, three putting is probably not going to be uncommon this week. So it's really about those guys that are, what's that? You got to play well-rounded golf and you, and you can't mess up putting, but putting is going to be interesting. Like what we were talking about, Brendan, the slow grass is going to be a big change. People are used to the fast bent grass. We've been looking at the Bermuda that's been flying now you're yep. not doing that. This is not Florida weather. This isn't, 
you know, some middle of Kansas, whatever. This is now you're on the ocean side in Scotland. Those 40 foot rolls that people are going to be used to rolling in. You're just going to have to get the distance right and hope for the best because it's not going to be as easy as you think it is. Oh, for sure. And and to your point, too, I mean, the, the greens are large, right? So, I mean, 40 right, foot yeah. lag roll, putting is going to be a that's big... almost a short putt. <laughs> yeah, right. Lag putting is going to be a big statistic this week. Yeah. Maybe Zalatoris. You know, I feel like he can two putt. He doesn't, he doesn't always one putt, but he's usually good for two putts. But that's, but you know what? There's Definitely. not a whole lot of give here because of the five par threes. So in talking about the course actuality, I mean, you know, they have the short par five on 10, followed by that long par four on 11. They have that little stretch right there, that gorgeous seaside cliff stretch for the next few holes. It's a really dynamic, like Brendan was saying, it's like this whole feel of golf. It's this whole lifestyle of like, wow, I'm about to go out and play one of the coolest courses in the world, arguably, and walk around this and have this magic feel. As long as the weather isn't bad, you're just going to need strong putters, good iron, keep it in the middle, in the fairway, off the, off the tee, and that's it. I mean, you're really just going to have to go out and play golf, get low scores, those par threes. I mean, you're going to have to score. And like we were talking about, putting's a factor. So Salatoris yeah, is a little scary, but, you know, one of the best iron strikers. So where's the sacrifice? you got to pick and choose. Yeah. And it's one of those courses, too, that a lot of guys are going to hit good shots and get bad breaks. You know, there's a lot of little, little tiny, little rolling hills throughout the fairways. Right. You might hit it down the, down the middle of the fairway, think you have a nice shot that's going to roll out, and instead it gets a bad kick left or right, and now you're in the rough. Yeah. So it's those guys that are going to be able to scramble and not really get too much in their head and just kind of play even keel golf and make the best out of bad situations. And you talked a little bit about the greens being slower because of the wind conditions. That's one thing that's been a little bit up and down over the course of the last three years that this tournament's been played. Yeah. The scoring fluctuation is is all based upon that wind. You know, there's been some really low score tournaments uh, because the wind hasn't been a true factor. And then there's been some others that, you know, I think the, I think when Aaron Rye won, it was was gnarly wind. Yeah, gnarly wind for one day. So it's like fourteen um, under he won. Might... Thirteen under it was usually like twenty under or something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I was getting at. So that that came into a little bit of a, a factor when I was making my picks too. I went after some guys that if the wind does become a true factor this week, you know, they might have some good ball flight that that cuts through that wind. So yeah, something to keep in mind. The field, just to talk about. I mean, this is the biggest component, and I think to your point, Brendan, or to your points. I think the most important thing we can pull from all this is not only do you have to be a well-rounded golfer and you really have to be on your game, especially if the weather's bad, the field is stacked. This is not the John Deere. No offense to the John Deere, but this this is is not the John Deere. You have 14 of the world's top 15 golfers. The only one not in it is Rory, and they're all competing. And it's one of the most stacked fields of the entire year because of that. It's major-style golf right before a major. It's like a double major. I mean, come on. It's... It's yeah, this is arguably the strongest field to date. I, I would I would say that's a, tr- a true fact. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's the a fact. best players from the PGA and the best players from the DP. Right, and they're trying to fill so, the holes. Right, why are they giving all these yep. guys these little spots? Because they took all these guys from Eliv, and instead of them making it boring by bringing all these corn fairy guys in, they were like, you know what? We're going to call it a real challenge. Let's throw the DP tour in. Bam! And now you got this. So this is a. This is a crazy uh, event. Now you've got English golfers in the mix that are coming in, throwing their hat in. Scottish guys that are coming out of nowhere. McIntyre. You know, there's a couple guys that are throwing their hats in the ring now that you don't hear every often. Oh, you know, 
where he's been playing in the DP World Tour. Couple of top tens, no big deal. You know, it's like some of these guys are sneaking up in here trying to play this yeah, man. It's exciting a lot to have of a European guys. Yeah. It's exciting to have a lot of different players across, you know, very international feel. Yeah. You don't really get to see that a lot. No. No. Zach, who's on your radar this week, man? You got some English people in there or what? I really like Justin Rose. He's mm. been playing some great golf. Yeah, he has been playing some great golf, man. That's that's for damn sure. People are sleeping on him right now. He's coming off of a great finish at the U.S. Open and the RBC. He had that yeah. fourth place, yeah. almost bogeyed the last hole. Shot a 60 to, on the last day. To six, shoot a 60. <laughs> that's pretty hot play. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's in form. He's going to throw up some numbers in the mid-60s probably, mid-high 60s. Yeah, and you said the other lock you were having on your lineup was... Uh... Zally? Yeah, I like Zally. I don't know. He, he's been playing so consistently, and I think you can only take confidence away when you keep on repeating, and he's only played in nine or 12 majors, whatever it is. He has such an incredible record, though. You just got to pick him. Pressure. When, you know, these guys are all trying to make the games peak for those few weeks every year, and this is one of those weeks where he's trying to be in perfect form. The week before a major, it's going to be a major type of field, as we talked about, international vibe. It's a good point. He's trying to prove himself with the best. You don't scare the putter away, though? I feel like you don't need to be the best putter in Lynx golf. Hmm. you got to get breaks, but you don't need to be the best putter. Right, like we were talking about. It's, you're not yeah. going to sink it, but you just as long as you get close. Yeah, and the, the wind, too. People think that oh, you're driving or some other part of your game would be the hardest in the wind, but it's by far putting. That skews your round so much. It'll skew your, your putting statistic five, seven putts around if you're out there in 30-mile-an-hour winds. Mm, big, big thing to consider when picking your lineup. I mean, all these things were things to consider, right? I mean, birdie averages. There's going to be a lot of par threes. There's going to be that long par four, that par five that's short. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for birdie if the weather stays in, approach to green, putting, tee to green, like all these are going to be valuable statistics when putting together lineups and all these things. I mean, a lot of the same golfers come up on these. It's not like they're not trending in the same direction. I mean, yes, putting, I think, is the one statistic that kind of sticks out alone, but all the other ones kind of blend into each other. Like, okay, approach to green and birdie averages, they're all kind of correlative when you have people that are just playing great irons and, yeah. and playing great golf. That's just, it all kind of comes together like that. Yeah, definitely. One thing I was keeping in mind too, and uh, well, I kept in mind for other lineups, not this one, but I was looking at a lot of guys that just recently recently played in the Irish Open. So like Adrian Maronk, he just won yeah. the Irish Open. He's got seven top tens in the World DP. He's made twelve of fourteen cuts. I think he could have a major week this week. But then you also have guys like Thomas Dietrich. You have Audrey Arnas. There's just a, a handful of guys that Ryan are pretty Fox. much unknown. Uh, Ryan Fox has been playing way above what he should be. <laughs> lights uh, out, dude. The guy from New Zealand just throwing out. his hat in the ring lately, just winning like so many under top 20s, making top 10 cuts. Yeah. This guy's playing lights out golf at you know yeah. 35 years old, just rolling in late to the party. It's crazy too because he hasn't been doing anything special statistically, but he's just been he's been racking up top tens, top fifteens. Yeah, he's just um, playing so, hot hands. He's so got he, that arm lock putter. And that's he what just, it is. He yeah. just bombs it. I mean, he wraps the clubs so 
the the lag he creates in his swing mm. on the way down he's got such a he's got a long move but he tucks it so close to his body and generates this crazy amount of power yeah three 370 he's consistently one of the longest drivers of the ball or in the dp yeah and now that you have that kind of course where you just got to keep it a little tight in the fairway and just bomb it give yourself a good approach i mean this is a guy who might do very very mm. well and he's not in my lineup i will say regrettingly he is not in my he's, lineup so. he's he's probably going to be hitting a lot of driving irons that go 280 290 i think that'll probably be his comfort shot mm. which is <laughs> scary sure. That's scary. Yeah, this this is one of those weeks you you got to make multiple lineups. You got to go out there, pick pick some of the names you're familiar with, but you got to drop in some of these European guys because mm. there are some really good players and they're used to this style of play. You Absolutely. might not be able to find statistics to back them up, but they're going to play well. It's just it's natural for them. Absolutely, and that's what I think we're talking about. Hometown advantage here. We're talking about English golfers, Scottish golfers, guys that are advantaged to that style of play. I don't think Americans that are thriving, thriving are going to flourish here like they normally do at like a U.S. Open or the Masters or something like that. I think it's going to be a little different. I think you're just going to have guys like Brendan said that just want to go out there and enjoy a good day of golf that know how to leisurely enjoy it. Like we're talking about the difference between the American like work hustle and ethic versus like a European work hustle and ethic. It's like we're living to work where they're like working to live. It's a different mentality in, in how the 40 hour work week is even. It's like, they're just way more relaxed about the way that they do things up here. We're way more, you know, Oh, this and that we got to go to the next thing. We got to do the next. I think you're going to see the same difference in golf when you have the two attitudes kind of coming together with the DP world tour and the PGA, we're really going to see are the UK and all these other golf, are they going to rise to the top or is it going to be an American showing? We'll see. It's yeah. interesting. But, this but, is going to be a very wholesome. Said, I was going to say, with that said, <laughs> get to the picks. Oh, but yeah, that. that's, you, that really got, is man? a great segue into the picks. I mean, come on. I mean, talking about English, UK, talking about Scottish, talking about Irish, talking about Americans, Canadians. There's a whole lot in the mix. Swedes getting thrown in there. Hovland's ready to play. Norway action. I mean, there's there's a lot of different countries being represented. DP World Tour, it's on. A lot of different ways you can go this week. So recapping, we had Brendan Lawson with a victory last week at the John Deere Classic with his lineup. Pretty eclectic, too. He threw it together, and if he didn't have two guys miss the cut, it was a real good lineup. That being said, Zach Grossman hasn't won in a very long time. He's been on a cold, cold streak. Ryan's got five wins. Zach's only got six now. Brendan's coming in hot. We got four wins for Brendan. Zach, what's going on, man? Now you're going to have to go first because I, you're, you're I like I like, you know, a come from behind victory, you know. <laughs> oh, you're just letting us uh Yeah, yeah I uh I feel yeah. like Zach's just like yeah, you know, he got off hot on the front nine. He's just waiting to make his turn. <laughs> I made a you couple of I mean? doubles in the, early in the back yeah. nine. He's going right. to get hot here again soon, but yeah, but yo, before we be move good. on, I just I, I gotta shout it out, dude. JT Poston, Sherm, nice call, bro. Yeah, way to go, great, man, with the postman. I just had to pick him. He was just playing some hot golf. It just looked good. He just had hot hands, and I was right about that. He just carried him over. Well, maybe we'll see that same theory this week with like a Ryan Fox or somebody like that. Who knows? Fitzpatrick. Ooh, Fitzpatrick. Now Poston. No, I'm talking about your picks, your U.S. Open Fitzpatrick pick. Yeah, I'm pretty on fire You're, here. Xander, 
you gotta coming listen. in tough. I'm, I'm, I'm you gotta in. listen to the guy. He's been I was, correct. I was thinking about the Xander call. I was thinking about the Xander call earlier today, Sherm. I was like, damn, you know what? Sherm took my thunder because the week before that at the Open, I said Xander's going to be a dark horse, and then here he came the next week, and you got him. Uh, <laughs> I picked Brandon's picked up his dark horse. He left down, dude. Oh I I, he, I pulled him from the dirt when I saw him left by Brendan the week before. That's right. A battered That's first right. pick That's by right. Brendan. I'm just gonna keep doing that. There was a trend of those. Every time he picks there one the next a, week, I'm gonna pick that a guy. Big trend. We'll see. It's a big trend. It's a big trend. All right, Zach. Zach, fire away, Let's man. Go, Give us dude. your line. So this week I'm thinking you gotta be a great ball striker. And you have to have an eclectic lineup. You know, you don't want to have all guys from the PGA Tour or all guys from the DP. Right. You got to blend it, I think. So I'm thinking Cameron Young's got to have a good week. Mm. He's been a machine. This guy has had one of the most incredible rookie seasons of recent memory for, I mean, definitely anyone from the Northeast. Mm. So hot off the hole in one last week. I think he's looking good. Yeah. Can't beat I, a hole in one from the week before. I mean, that's. Yeah. That no, you make you know you're wrong. One, you make a hole in one at Brookline. I think you're, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. On to Justin Rose. We were talking before about Rosie. Oh, you put him in. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Rosie, the 60 was really impressive. Um, so I think he's got to contend this week. Joaquin Neiman is a, just a excellent ball striker he's hit some of the most filthy short game shots i've ever seen stopping mm. the ball on a dime a gse boy yeah oh it, it yeah stirring up the chili yes sir robert mcintyre another guy i got on there i he, was talking about him yeah. let's go for scotland robert. baby for the home country and bobby this, mack this guy bobby mack in you mm. this guy competes another guy that i have we talked about already ryan fox He's oh. he's on there, eighty five hundred. I think his lineup is kind of his his number is really cheap. Yeah, he's a um, great value. Great value. And lastly, I got my winner, Will Zalatoris. Wow, it's a great call. He's I mean, you just got to bet on this guy right now. And if he doesn't win, he's going to come in second and be a class act and act and shake Fitzpatrick's hand on the last. So. Wow. That's, wow. That's that is a great lineup. Call. Are we are My we pretty would, close? I feel like Owen Wilson. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> Dude, I, I love the Zally. Picks an pick. American. Yeah, picks right. an American with My, a shaky putter to win <laughs> to win the Scottish Open. Yeah. I love it. Dude. My fear <laughs> would be, uh, I mean, is it too early, though? Is it a week early? Yeah, is it a week know. early? That's my thought. I think this well. is, this, there's less pressure here. So his putter's just going to feel loose, man. He's just going to roll everything in. Mm. Wow. Ooh. Or maybe right. he'll miss All one right. and lose by one on the last hole. But either way. Wow. Wow. I think he's bound to win. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, now it's up to me because I lost to Brendan last week, too. So now I'm picking. I'm going to start it off here. Going to throw out the classic name that we haven't really thrown around too much. Max Homa. Throwing out Max Homa. I mean, he's a top 30 golfer in birdies and eagles on the PGA Tour. He's a top 20 golfer in strokes gain total and approach to green. 21st on the PGA Tour in tee to green. He's won twice this year. 
four top tens. He's just an incredible golfer. He's got everything you're looking for. And as long as he can keep the putter flowing, that's an easy pick at an $8,000 value. Really. I mean, it's a crazy value. I think he's excited about being in this atmosphere. I think he's excited to kind of come across and play a new vibe, get the style, get the whole like version of English link style. I think it's going to make him feel kind of comfortable. And I think it's going to give him some great golf placement. So I'm thinking maybe a top 15 for Max Homa. Wow. Wow. I love that pick. Yeah. Max like Homa has been having a great year. Yeah. I just think I he's going to keep the flow. Super undervalued. Very undervalued. So that was my big thing. Now I'm going Brendan Lawson's direction. He's going to be hyped on this little Keith Mitchell. Picking Ooh. the Keith Mitchell here. I just Great love this vibe. He's T12 in birdies in the PGA. And you'll notice a trend here. I'm picking a lot of golfers that are great at birdies because they're going to need him. Great iron player. I'm just remembering all those videos Brendan took of him at the Memorial, just like hitting darts onto the green. And I'm thinking of it like, you know what? He's got six top 10 finishes this year. He's fifth in shots gained off the tee, 38th in putting, 23rd in shots gained total. I mean, he, strokes gained total, excuse me. He's just a great all-around uh, golfer. I, I think he's a safe pick and an incredible value at $7,800 in a crowded field. So I think he'll just play it safe, and he's not going to produce a win, but he'll stay around the top 30, and that gives you the value you need. So I just think that's where he's going to be at. For sure. I like that picture. I don't have him in my lineup this week, but I do have him in other lineups. Love mm. the value. Mm. Next, I'm going with a little past winner here, Aaron Rye. We chatted about him. I'm going to pick him. I just think he knows what it takes to win on this course. If it was a different course, he wouldn't be in my lineup, right? If it was one of those championships where he played in a different place and didn't count. No, he played at this course. So I think if he can win here and he can win in windy conditions, why can't he win in some good conditions or windy for that matter? If it does turn out to be shitty, he's 27 years young. He's a hungry golfer. He's from England, two top 10 finishes this year. And honestly, he's got great driving accuracy, top 25 in hitting the greens as well. So you need that great tee shot to have that low pressure approach shot. That's going to set you up with that birdie. And I think he's the guy that's going to do it. And he hasn't played um, bad lately. Ninth last week at the Irish Open, 13th at the RBC. He's playing some good golf. His value, $7,400 for a past That's crazy winner. value. Crazy value. So Love that pick. You want the ding, ding, ding value winner of the day, it's going to be Aaron Rye all day. So pick an Aaron Rye in there. Next, we got the dark horse. Here's Ryan's dark horse for the lineup. Got a little Callum Terran. Just a little bit of English love here. I just... Love his driving distance. He's one of the best in the last 12 rounds of golf. Honestly, he grew up playing link style golf, comfortable playing the style. He's got two top tens this year, and he's been playing in the USA. So he's playing all these USA courses back to back to back to back. You know, this is the refresher from home. He gets to go back home, relax, be in his own element for the first time in all year. You know, he's fifth in the PGA Tour in eagle scoring. That's going to come in handy on a familiar style course. And the last two tournaments that he's had to do this when he didn't get his clubs for the U S open, remember that? And then didn't get his clubs again for the U S open. He had this hectic story about how he had to like go to the airport and do all this shit. And he got his clubs hours before he had to play and all this stuff, this stressful thing. He's not going to have any of that. No stress moments, just English golf, little relax from home. I think that's going to make it happen for him. So I think he's going to be in his comfort zone 
give you some serious value and be like a top 10. You heard me. You just painted a narrative and you have to listen. That was a, that was beautiful. Thank you. I painted a picture there. We'll see if it comes, comes true. This was a hard one to choose between the last two. Going with Scotty Scheffler here for my runner up guy is tired of being forgotten about all year after his victories. I mean, you know, we're, we're, everybody's kind of like, Oh, where's Scotty been? Guy still made 17 to 19 cuts, nine top tens this year, third in birdies, first in greens and regulation, top 20 in driving distance, seventh in tee to green and approach to green, 21st around the tees. He's just an animal. He's just a giant pick. He, irons are crazy. Putting's crazy. It's just like, you know, what can you say about Scotty Scheffler that's anything negative? He's going to come out and bring it. He's going to give you a top 10 performance. So, I think he's going to be way up there on the leaderboard. If not winning it, he's going to be number two or three, which brings me to my last. The Cam Smith. Oh, wow. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Cameron. I'm tired of him not getting there all the way, and I think he is. this, this is it. This is the moment. First in birdies on the PGA. Second in strokes gained on approach, something you'll need here. Ninth in strokes gained total. Top 15 in putting. Won it twice this year already so a very crowded field at the players so he shows he can win under these extreme pressure situations right he's a pure iron striker we all know it you need that on a link style course like that and he's just our boy he's a legend playing it great this year i just think he's going to treat this like one big great time he's going to be out there drinking some beers after he's done and he's just going to fucking crush it cam smith winning calling it done i I like it, it man nice call and then the big boy B. Law, Brendan Lawson, Mr. Winner Man himself. Time for your picks. Hey, man. Let's hear it. Hoping to keep the ball rolling here. I got a bit of a melting pot here, boys. I'm repping Aussie. I'm repping Chile. I'm repping Japan. Got a little America in Mm. there. Mm. Going all over the place. I'm going to start mine off with a little Mark Leishman. Mm. All right. This is my dark horse. If that says anything about this lineup, all right? This is my dark wow. horse. I, I like Leishman. He's 13th in Eagles. He's 38th in birdie average. He is a long driver of the ball. He's decent on approach, and he's a great putter. He's 17th on tour. I think he could have a nice week, but I'm not looking for him to win. Just looking to make the cut, have a nice weekend. Mm. All right? Yeah. From there, I'm going to move a little bit over to chili i'm going a little mito Pereira. Mm. i feel like this is a great course for him it is he bombs the ball he's relatively accurate 11th on tour on approach not a great putter but you know what i think that's okay because t to green this guy's stellar and he, he's uh 20th on tour and strokes gain total so wow. how's his value i like his week? game i believe he's around 7700 Great value. Which is wow. a big piece of why I went after him. Really good value. Great value. For sure. From there, I like this guy. And I like the pick because I heard him earlier. Max Homa. Mm. He's already been wow. described. His stats have been thrown out. This guy is undervalued. He's won multiple times this year on tour. Why not throw him in, especially at his value? He's only 8,000. Yep. You can't not have him in a lineup. True. He and Brendan match there, Mr. Homa. I'm going to jump on a plane and I'm going to go right back to Chile. Joaquin Neiman. Mm. Oh, love that. Pick. Another, another shared pick to Zach. Mm. Absolutely, man. 
I, I've called him numerous times this year. I like his game. He's very well-rounded, 13th off the tee. He's 40th on approach, 24th around the green. His putting is not great, but you know what? I think with the how large these greens are, how slow they are, we talked about it. All he really needs to do is play around the green, hit some nice lag putts, and I think that keeps him in play. He could have a stellar week this week. Mm. There, I'm going to go get a little bit of sashimi. I'm going Hideki Matsuyama. Bam. Hideki. Almost love, love Hideki. Approach game. I think approach game is going to be huge this week. Guys are going to have to hit really good balls going into these greens. They're not going to be wanting to leave themselves with 60-footers or 40-foot putts. They want to try to get it close, limit the undulations that they have to putt through. They don't want to have 20-foot putts with six to eight feet of break, right? So they want to be pinpoint accurate. He is third on tour in doing so. Love it. Great call. Solid. My winner. Let's go down under to the outback. I got Cam Smith this week. Hey. Cam yeah, Smith. Sure. Me and Brendan calling the same winner. I don't think that's happened yet so far. Yeah, wow. sure. I hope he wins. Hey, man. Cam hey, man. Smith. That, that would be nuts. Double pick. The guy Cam is Smith. second on tour on approach. You can't deny the greatness there. Not to mention, he's an awesome putter. He's been falling a little bit behind his average the last three or four tournaments. I think that comes back, especially with what we were saying, a little bit slower greens, larger greens. I think his putting comes this week. I think he has a major week with a W. And a mullet. And to top it all off, I think he just loves competition. I think he loves being out there with the world's best and just showing everybody, I'm going to all right, I'm going to take this mullet and my Fosters, and I'm just going to come in first place. All right, Cam, go out and fucking get it done, boy. <laughs> Let's go, Cam. Cam Smith. For sure, man. Your champion. Bet on the mullet. Yeah, bet on the mullet. That being said, bet on all of our picks and yeah. do all of that. And can we can we give it, can, can we give it an honorable mentions with Rom and... Yeah. Rom, I feel like, is a guy who plays Lynx golf very well. And he's won this before, right? Yeah, definitely going to be an underrated. He's definitely the guy that we're sleeping on. I was thinking on. about him, but best one of the best My... ball strikers on planet Earth. Just, just such a well-rounded yep. player. Can putt. Can do anything. Very sturdy. Yeah. Sturdy player. Right. Yeah. Consistent. My my favorite not mentioned player for this week is JT. I think Justin Thomas is so suited for this course. True. He's Ooh. had two top ten finishes at this course over the past couple of years. He's got to be probably the most creative player on tour. And I think creativity is really going to come and play this week. And I, I think you could probably say the same for uh, Jordan Spieth. He could be another another guy to look at, too. Great value. And talking about creative shots, I'm going to throw the last honorable mention before we go here to Brian Harmon. Talk about a creative, Pete Dye-loving shot guy. Talk about the Georgia boy. Four top 10 finishes this year. 12th in driving accuracy. Top 50th in strokes gained total. Great putter. First in strokes gained putting slow grass. Mm. The slow grass statistic. The slow grass statistic falls to Brian Harmon, number one. So we'll see how that plays out with Georgia boy going over the pond there. I think that's going to be I would love it, man. Up. I would love that. A little, little tiny little lefty get a little W. That'd be cool. That's what I'm saying, man. Don't sleep on the Brian Harmons of the world. But that being said, looks like it's another episode of Good Lies Golf, and 
That's all we got for you. Yeah, so while the Scottish Open's going on, I'm going to be over at the uh, Barbasol Championship down in Kentucky with my boy Cody. Going to be watching a little golf there, you know? Might see a little Goddard up. Maybe he'll get it up this week. I don't know. Nice. We didn't even talk about the Barbasol, but that'll be a great tournament this week. Crushing it. Brandon Lawson will give us some coverage on that, too. The man. 